0: Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
1: Good morning. Good afternoon, everyone. I want to welcome everyone to the second program session for Blind Information Technology Specialists, also known as BITS. I am Erlene Hughes, president of BITS, and I would like to say that today in this session, we are going to learn how to make your house a smart home by using smart plugs, lights, door locks, and other devices. Today, we have Peter Korn, director of Accessibility at Amazon, Lab 126 from Seattle, Washington. And we have Chris Mai, student, Bits Vice President. And Chris is from Santa Ana, California. At this time, I would like to turn it over again to Peter. And we're so delighted to have you again this year, Peter. You're one of our regulars. Thank you for presenting for us. Please go ahead.
2: Thank you very much, Erlene. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, BITS, for um, hosting us again, giving us an opportunity to come to you at the annual convention. I'm Peter Korn. I lead our Devices and Services Accessibility Effort, also known as uh, Lab 126, uh, the Devices and Services Org. And we are again delighted to return to ACB as sponsors and presenters. Today, I'm going to talk to you about the smart home and smart devices and the ways that you can use them with your favorite voice service. And speaking of our favorite voice service, I'll be using that voice service's name a fair amount. So I'm going to pause a moment here briefly in case you want to press the mute button on any of your Alexa devices that are in earshot. All right, so to get started, uh, what is a smart home? Well, it's a home filled with smart devices, uh, which you can control typically with an app on your phone or with a voice service. In a smart home with Alexa or some other voice service, you can simply use your voice to turn on your smart lights, to set your smart thermostat, to have your smart cooking appliances cook your meal. Using something called Alexa Routines, you can have multiple smart devices do multiple things all at a single command. For example, you can set your morning routine to turn off your bedside alarm, turn on the smart lights in your kitchen, start your coffee maker brewing coffee or another routine, Alexa, good night, to have your smart lock lock the front door, turn out the smart lights in the home and start your Alexa sleep timer, playing quiet music while you drift off to sleep. Well, so then what is a smart device? It's a device with some network circuitry that connects to a wireless network in your home And from there, to an app on your phone or Alexa or another voice service. A good example of a smart device is a smart plug, a small device that plugs into your wall socket and then into which you can plug another appliance into the socket that it offers. This smart plug is typically a Wi-Fi device. It goes onto your local Wi-Fi network and your phone or Alexa connects to it that way. The Amazon smart plug is an example of one of these. Ours is $24.99, and there are quite a few companies that make smart plugs as well for a variety of prices. You can name these plugs and then ask (laughs) ask Alexa to turn the power on to those plugs or turn the power off by name, like coffee maker or living room fan or Christmas tree. So you might say, Alexa, turn on the coffee maker. Alexa, turn off the living room fan. Another good example is a smart light bulb. This smart LED light bulb generally has a very small, low power network circuit that connects to a low-power wireless network like Zigbee rather than Wi-Fi. In addition to naming the light bulb, so you can turn it on and off by name, you can typically also set the brightness of the bulb and even its color. One blind friend of mine put one of these smart lights into the lamp outside of her front door. And whenever she's expecting company, particularly from blind friends, she will ask Alexa to turn that light bulb red and tell her friends to tell their Lyft or Uber driver to drop them off at the home with the red light out front. The Amazon Ring Smart LED bulb is an example of one of these smart bulbs that works on Wi-Fi. Sorry, works on ZigBee. It's $14.99, and quite a few companies make smart light bulbs. Yet another example of a smart device uh, is the Amazon Basics Microwave or the Amazon Smart Oven. Both of these use yet a third wireless network protocol, Bluetooth, and offer a wide array of features that you can control by voice. Another nice thing about both of these products in particular, you can buy them with a free tactile Braille overlay that you can put on top of the smooth touch surface so that you can control these the old fashioned way by pressing buttons. So with all these different network connections, how does this all work? How do you put this together? Well, as I mentioned, we all have all these smart devices connect over one of three different wireless networks. Wi-Fi is the most universal of these. As long as you have a Wi-Fi network in your home, your connection to the Internet, and a voice service like Alexa also connecting over Wi-Fi to the Internet, everything will work with a Wi-Fi-based smart device. Also, every one of Amazon's Echo and Echo Show devices, in addition to having Wi-Fi in them, also have the chipset for a Bluetooth connection. So smart devices that use Bluetooth, like our smart oven, our microwave, um, would connect directly via Bluetooth to a nearby Echo, Echo Dot, Echo Show device and through that to Alexa, to uh, an app on your phone, to the internet. Finally, all of Amazon's new fourth generation Echo, uh, sorry, Amazon's new fourth generation Echo and our new third generation Echo Show 10 include what's called a Zigbee hub in them, which connects to all of your Zigbee smart devices in your home and thence to internet via Wi-Fi. You can also purchase a standalone smart hub or bridge like the Ring Smart Lighting Bridge for $49.99. Or you might have purchased a Wi-Fi router that contains a Zigbee smart home hub built into it, like Amazon's Euro 6 router for $129.00. Quite a few of the companies that make smart light bulbs also have, uh, also offer a ZigBee to Wi-Fi hub or bridge. And uh, that's because we need a very, very low power, very, very tiny network chipset to do ZigBee uh, and to fit in a light bulb, which is why they use ZigBee. So what's the relationship between Alexa and smart home devices? It's probably easiest to think of Alexa as your gateway or your connection to all of your smart devices. Once you've introduced Alexa to each of your smart devices and given them names, you can then just refer to them by name when you talk to Alexa. You can also control these smart devices through the Alexa app on your smartphone, or through the screen of your Echo Show device using the built-in VoiceView screen reader that is built into every Echo Show devices. I'd like to now give you a a short sort of tour of the landscape of smart devices. It's impossible to give an exhaustive list because there are so many, but there are broad categories of them. I've already touched on a few. Smart plugs, smart devices, a couple of smart appliances. Here are a few more categories of smart devices. Smart thermostats. With a smart thermostat, you can not only set the temperature in your home, you can also ask, what is the setting? Alexa, what's the temperature in my home? And she will answer after talking with the smart thermostat and getting the answer from the thermostat, what is the current temperature. We have smart, Why well, I shouldn't say we, <laughs> the, the community that makes smart devices, and they are all available for sale on amazon.com, um, offers ceiling fans that are smart. So you can turn the fan on and off, you can set its speed. We, um, there are smart cameras. With smart cameras, video cameras, You can stream video from the camera to your Alexa app, your Echo Show, even your smart TV, smart doorbells. We have a line of ring doorbells that have cameras built into them, starting at $59.99. And uh, you can get a message when somebody rings the doorbell. You can talk with them um, uh, from your phone, from your smartphone. or your Alexa device. Uh, There are smart security systems. Uh, Our ring alarm systems are an example of this. Uh, And they work with integrated lighting and motion sensors and so on and so on. And of course, smart door locks. Uh, With a smart door lock, you can lock the door just with your voice. There are smart garage door openers. There are smart vacuum cleaners, those little robot vacuums that go around. You can control one of those by voice. There are smart TVs that you can control by voice, like the Amazon Fire TV Edition smart TVs from Toshiba and Insignia, sold both by Amazon and Best Buy. You can pair one of these with an Echo device and then control that device Completely with your phone from the comfort of your couch, no remote needed. One of the really cool things about the uh, Fire TV Edition smart TV, you can even use your voice to control switching between the different inputs or changing the broadcast TV channel you want to watch. There's a bunch of different smart kitchen appliances. I mentioned the Amazon Basics Microwave, which we offer for $74.99, the Amazon Smart Oven, a uh, four-in-one product that fits on your counter, uh, complete with a temperature probe uh, for $249.99. You can use that temperature probe to ask the Smart Oven, what is the temperature of the device that I'm cooking? And if you've got it, set into uh, a roast chicken that you're roasting or uh, pork chop or some other dish, uh, Alexa will talk with the oven and then reply to you and let you know what the temperature is through that temperature sensor. Uh, That smart oven is also an air fryer and a microwave um, as well. Uh, There are smart coffee makers. There are dedicated air fryers that don't have the other Amazon smart oven features. Uh, There are smart slow cookers. Uh, Instapot makes a number of of, um, smart slow cookers that work with Alexa. There are smart lawn irrigation systems and smart air purifiers. Uh, I actually have one of those in my house that I can uh, find out from Alexa uh, what is the air quality and tell her to set the, uh, the fan of the purifier going. Appliance accessibility has long been a big challenge with the proliferation of smooth touch surfaces for controlling them. And increasingly, these appliances are getting smart. GE appliances, Whirlpool, and LG all have ovens with smart home integration with Alexa. They use a particular uh, API or uh, application programming interface for cooking and with that cooking API, any of these smart ovens you can ask what is the temperature set the temperature if they have a temperature probe you can find out what the temperature is set of the device the probe is in, etc. We developed that cooking, interface for smart cooking devices with our smart oven. And now more and more companies are making smart ovens that implement that API. And I would expect to see more and more appliances over time getting smart. We have a program called works with Alexa. This is to help companies ensure that their products work well with Alexa and If a product has gone through the certification process, it can proudly display the Works with Alexa badge. And you will find this badge on the detail page for any product, any smart product that meets the certification uh, on Amazon.com. For example, a thermostat in this program must implement the interface for retrieving the current temperature in addition to simply setting the desired temperature. We've had the works with Alexa program for a while. And uh, as we have been making smart devices working with Alexa and working with other companies, making devices working with Alexa, we've noticed that one of the trickiest parts of setting up a smart home is getting these smart devices onto your wireless network in the first place, in your home. And so to help with this, we invented a process called frustration-free setup. And we created a higher-level certification program called Certified for Humans. To get the Certified for Humans badge, products need to implement the frustration-free setup. Uh, which greatly simplifies introducing Alexa to your smart devices. With a certified for humans smart device, simply plug that device into power in your home. And once it's powered up, say, Alexa, discover devices. And she will reach out over the Wi-Fi network, over the Bluetooth network, And over the Zigbee network, if we have a Zigbee bridge in your home, find those devices and then take you through a step-by-step process to set that device up, give it a name, and start using it. Certified for humans is a high standard. Products so certified must, number one, be works with Alexa certified, uh, which means uh, it meets a high-quality standard. Uh, must comply with ex- established best practices for security. You may have heard stories of uh, smart devices um, uh, getting viruses. Uh, so we have a high-security standard. They must have an excellent rating from our customers on Amazon.com. They must feature frustration-free setup technology. They must offer a minimum 90 day manufacturer warranty, both for new products and refurbished models. And they must support automatic software updates that don't interrupt the customer experience. These software updates are part of how these products maintain best security practices. So that's the story of smart homes, smart devices, and Alexa. Um, I oversee accessibility for all of our devices, which means I am jack of all devices trades, uh, not master of any one of them, but I would be delighted now to take your questions as best I can about uh, smart devices, smart homes, and how they work with Alexa.
3: Uh, Hi, Peter.
2: Hi, Mitchell. I,
3: um, how far do you have to be from an air fryer for it to work?
2: So a lot of the – there there are um, two ways uh, to interpret your question. I'll go ahead and answer both ways. So for a lot of uh, smart appliances, the um, – I'm not sure what the FTC, I guess, Federal Trade Commission. One of of our uh, government safety uh, regulators uh, has said that uh, we need to be pretty sure you're physically in front of the device before we turn on a heating element or or otherwise do something in order to uh, uh, make sure that the device is not Uh, unattended and potentially heating something dangerously. So uh, depending upon the device, they'll typically want you to have touched some control surface on the device within a certain number of minutes in order to be certain that there's a, a human there able to take care of it. We do this with our microwave and smart oven. The other sense of the question might be network distance. That depends upon the networking technology being used. Wi-Fi devices, as long as your router is not uh, very far away from your kitchen, should be fine with a Bluetooth connection to an Echo device. You'll want that to be no further than probably uh, 15 feet or so.
1: All right. Debbie, you can unmute. There you go. Hi, thank you, Peter.
3: Great job. Um, I wanted to ask. Um, I live in a rural area, and I'm on propane. And during this winter, we had a very deep freeze, and I ran out of propane and was out and you know, didn't have any heat for a couple of days. Ooh. And so I was wondering if there was a way for you to have some sort of smart device that I can read the propane tank outside because. As a visually impaired person, I can't read those gauges. So I was wondering if you might put that in your thinking block of uh, things to develop to be able to monitor from my smart device.
2: All right. That's uh, that's a great idea. Uh, I'm not aware of any smart propane gauges, but that's, uh, that's an excellent idea. Thank you for that suggestion.
4: All right, Craig, you can unmute. There you go. Hi. Um,
5: so I was just curious. You 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 mentioned um, you know the security um, of the devices, and so um, is there some way is there some way to find out if a device like kind of what you know more information about what um, what security checks a smart device has gone through.
2: I I don't know if there's a standard way to ask that besides going to the uh, device manufacturer directly. I can I can say that if you are certified for humans, you need to meet our security standards, and uh, the Certified for Humans program is detailed on our website and also on developer.amazon.com we have much more detail uh, about the uh, requirements for certified for humans the generally the biggest challenge with uh, security and smart devices there there's two one is they let the devices out with a Um, with a a global password to log into, which is uh, a very bad practice. Uh, And the second is that they don't uh, update the firmware that's running in the device when a security vulnerability is found. And that's part of why to meet our best practices for security, the device must support automatic software updates.
4: Okay, Les.
5: Thank you. Good morning. Hi, Peter. How are you?
2: I'm well, thanks. How are you?
5: Good. I met you a few years ago in Rochester and went out and bought a couple of devices. And I have a question about one of them. Uh, I, a couple years ago, bought a smart oven.
6: And now lowered.
5: And um, this frustration-free setup sounds like the ticket. I've lost my settings at least twice due to electrical storms. And I'm wondering if there's anything I can do about it. Because as you point out, resetting it up is a real headache.
2: Um, do you recall what make and model of smart oven? I don't. Is uh, it, is I, it a, a wall oven or is it uh, like the Amazon smart oven?
5: It's, that's it's, fun- the, it's the Amazon smart oven. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, it is the Amazon smart oven.
2: So the Amazon Smart Oven does support frustration-free setup. Um, You should be able to say to Alexa, discover devices um, after the the power cycles um, to get her to rediscover the Smart Oven. Uh, There's also a raised uh, button on the Smart Oven that you can uh, press and hold to To do that, and the um, we have there are a couple of other settings you can go through, and we have a manual online in a highly accessible HTML for that. Um, I will see if I can find a, a URL, or maybe my my colleague who is listening in can can find that. Uh, the location of that manual. Do you have the Braille overlay?
5: I do. And that's what I've been using in the meantime.
2: Great. Well, so the, the manual and the Braille overlay um, should give you everything you need to uh, get the device back connected if for some reason Discover Devices uh, isn't isn't working. There's a troubleshooting guide in the accessible manual.
5: Great. Um, I love that
2: get that URL and and share it with you.
5: Thank you very much.
0: Uh, Peter, this is Chris. I had a question for you uh, from the panelist uh, side. Uh Uh, As far as the, is it called human certification? Is that correct? I just want to double check on that. Um, Certified for certified. Okay, great. Um, Will will there be a sort of badge uh, for a device on the Amazon website saying that this has been certified for Humans, or whatever it's called. I I do apologize again if I'm kind of messing up on the name. I just want to make sure. You've got it exactly. And yes,
2: every uh, because it's a a fairly rigorous certification, uh, companies that go through that certification want their customers to know that their product is a certified for humans product. And so that badge should be on the detail page of every product. In addition to the words certified for human appearing somewhere in the description of the product.
0: And this is great news, by the way, folks, uh, highly important for those that have physical issues and just, you know, or, you know, obviously no no visual um, abilities uh, because I work with veterans and this will be a great um thing for them you know because everything's i'm I'm assuming another question is that everything is through voice right so literally the uh alexa will guide the individual uh through the complete setup by voice right is that correct audible yes uh guide yes that's great thank you thank you okay jane
3: hi um i have a couple of questions uh one is i live in an apartment setting and um, an apartment setting um, they don't allow people to I don't know uh, drill holes and put these uh, smart devices like um, doorbells and uh, thermostats and uh, locks and stuff but I would like to um, uh, for a doorbell I found the mount for it so I can mount it on the door but uh, what can i do for locks and the thermostat and stuff that um
2: yeah Yeah, for for the thermostat it's hard because that involves um removing the thermostat that your landlord provided and putting your own in um i can't recommend you do that and i can't recommend that you keep the old one and replace it uh, before you leave, I, I can't recommend that. Um, but uh, for for other options, there are smart um, uh, air purifiers. Some of those air purifiers also have heating and cooling features, so that might be an option. Uh, you can also take a smart plug, which you simply plug into the wall, no drilling involved and then you can plug a heater or a fan any dumb heater any dumb fan any dumb air conditioner and simply uh, name that plug air conditioner or heater and say to Alexa Alexa turn on the air conditioner um, you've already discovered that uh, there are smart uh, doorbells that are um, or smart, um, they can, uh, smart cameras that can go right in the um, peephole of, of doors, which is something we designed specifically for folks living in apartments. Um, certainly the, the uh, countertop smart oven or microwave uh, won't require any drilling of holes nor will any smart light bulb. You just screw those into any socket. Um, but, yeah, thermostats are, are tough.
1: Hey, Melissa, you can unmute. You go.
7: Thank you, Lucy, Lucy. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning. Mr. Korn, it's a pleasure to, to meet you. Um, and and uh, I've heard your voice many, many times at conventions, but this is my first time meeting you, so it's wonderful. Um, so my question is... Um, my roommate and I are totally blind, and my roommate just got an Echo device, and I have two of them, one in my bedroom and one in my kitchen. <laughs> so we have three in our, in our apartment. So we each have – I have a microwave slash convection oven in my home, and then he has a talking microwave of his own. Um, so can something like a smart plug or anything like that, can that be um, activated with Alexa?
2: It can. Uh, are you asking about using the smart plug with the talking microwave or with?
7: Yeah, and, and with my convection oven and the stove and, you know. All yeah, I
2: know the, the trouble with with that kind of pairing mm-hmm. is the smarts of your smart plug are limited to power. Oh, right. All the smart plug can do is let power flow or not let power flow. So if you have a fan, you turn the fan to the on position, blowing at whatever power setting you want. And anytime the power is turned on, the fan goes, the heater goes, the air conditioner goes. But the more sophisticated settings, like I want the microwave to go for one minute or I want the defrost setting for five minutes. None, that, that's a level of intelligence that is beyond simply letting power flow. Unfortunately, you're going to need a new appliance to get that level of smarts. Okay. Sorry. All right. Well, thank
7: you. Well, thank you very much, sir, and um, thank you for being here.
2: You're welcome. Uh- and, and I, I just want to say a little bit more about this. The the smarts of these smart ovens and and smart microwaves. Are really pretty sophisticated. I can say, um, uh, Alexa, microwave um, uh, a, a one ounce packet of popcorn, and the microwave knows what is the correct heat setting, and power setting, and duration, <clears throat> of quantity of popcorn. You can say, defrost two pounds of chicken. Uh, and it knows what is the right amount. And that's, that's a level of smarts that you just can't get with electricity flowing, uh, 120 power flowing from your wall socket.
0: Hey, Peter, this is Chris. For the gentleman that was asking about the smart uh, Amazon oven, uh, if you just uh, go to the Amazon website, folks, uh, your screen reader, once you type in Amazon smart oven, If you use your heading command, uh, which is letter H, you will see that it actually says uh, certified human certified device. And you just click on that and then you'll have everything on that one page because the URL is quite long. So I just wanted to let uh, the gentleman know and various other individuals that were interested. Just go to the Amazon website, type in Amazon Smart Oven, and you will see with your header command that it will be available. And it will tell you that it's uh, a a certified human device. So I just want to let you know. Thank you. Great, thank you, Chris.
8: Okay, Richard. Morning, Peter. Good morning. I haven't talked to you for a while, but I got a question about the smart oven. <laughs> you show it as, as you you originally it's two forty nine. Well, sometimes it's there, and then sometimes it's out of out of stock. And I'm wondering are they are they redoing it because it's out of stock? I think the last time I looked at, and if they are. Hopefully they'll they'll bring the uh, the two items that people talk about up to uh, uh, a little higher wattage, like the fryer and the uh, microwave. The microwave itself is ten a uh, thousand watts, and usually eleven 1, hundred is what they the test kitchens uh, use when they're doing a product so they give you co- cooking instructions. So if it did eleven 1, hundred watts, it would probably match uh, everything that's uh, most everything that's that's uh, sold out there as well as packaged food
2: all right i will take that back to the team thank you
1: okay landa
2: hi
1: um do these devices like especially the plugs
7: and ceiling fans and door locks do they have manual overrides so that if you get in a situation where your internet is down you are not left unable to lock your door or unlock your door or turn your lights on or turn on whatever. Um, I've been wanting to go with a smart home and my, hus- raise hand. Raise my hand. husband is resistant because he's afraid that the internet will go down and all of a sudden we won't be able to operate the ceiling fan or whatever.
2: So every smart device I have ever met has had uh, the ability to control it manually. Um that may not be every last feature or function. For example, the smart LED light bulbs that have different power levels and different colors that you can set, they don't have any kind of color changing interface on their own. There's no screen, there's no control surface, right? It's just the switch on the wall. So there will be some features like that, that you may not be able to use, but every smart door lock I have ever met, every smart light bulb, every smart oven um, manual controls work at least in the light bulbs case for the basic features. Also, uh, we are working hard to bring a certain amount of of, uh, utterance recognition to our most recent Echo and Echo Show devices so that if the internet goes down, you will still be able to do a certain set of controls. Uh, That's a feature that we are slowly improving over time. I don't have the list of all of the utterances that are available today, but things like volume up and down, Uh, certain very common things, some of the very common smart home features like light on and off, Uh, the latest Echo and Echo show devices are able to recognize even if the internet is down. And we're going to continue to improve that over time.
7: Okay. And will this all work with Alexa on a fire? We just got my husband a fire tablet.
2: So, yeah, absolutely. Every everything that you can, anything you can ask her to do, um, other than specialized features like show and tell, um, you can do through any Alexa interface. So your Fire tablet, the Alexa app on your on your iPhone or Android phone, um, your Fire TV. If you just press the microphone button, uh, and so on.
3: All right, Pam. Hello, how are you, folks?
8: Oh, Hope well. everyone
3: is well. Um, I just have a question about smart appliances in general, with reference to Alexa's integration and major appliances, be they electric stoves, the flat top stoves with the microwaves above them, and/or washing machines, dryers, that sort of thing. Those types of. of of appliances are very challenging with all the digital displays that are out there and some of them do not have braille overlays. I'm faced with that situation in a current apartment complex I live in. However, we are offered the option of renting a washer. What I want to know is if, in fact, there are washing machines, stackables, that, that could conceivably be made... Um, uh, smart, blah, 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 smart machines?
2: Unfortunately, I'm not aware of any stackable or, or other washing machine that has gotten smart. Um, I would encourage you and perhaps uh, Erlene and, and Chris for bits uh, to go to some of these manufacturers and tell them Okay. How important these smarts are because of the access that they could provide. Uh, I'm not aware of any smart washing machines. I'm sorry.
7: Okay, Janet? Hi, actually, if I might just say something there, the pen friend is excellent. I have all those dots on my washing machine and it works great. But, um, and now look. But I wanted to say I'm redoing our entire kitchen and we're getting all new smart appliances that I've just ordered and uh, their GE uh, induction stove and this thing that you were saying about um, being friendly, human friendly. Yeah. I've already ordered all these appliances and I wish I'd heard this first. Hopefully um, they have that, but they haven't come yet. Um, if would would I know if the the cafe range of GE and all of the cafe microwave and all those things are that kind of friendly?
2: so the the store that sold it to you should be able to tell you if it's certified for humans.
7: Certified for humans
2: um, And a lot of the more expensive devices
7: yes, it is very ten, tend
2: to have uh, what's called non-volatile RAM or flash memory where they keep their settings Uh so that if the power goes off and then comes back, they don't forget Uh uh, their connection. But I'm not familiar specifically with this specific induction uh, stove, so I can't say for sure. Uh GE has uh, a whole line of these. They have a web page. Uh, with information about their uh, their stoves uh, and what works with alexa and all of the voice commands that you can use they've got a bunch of their own voice commands going beyond our our uh, smart home cooking apis
7: i did look for everything that said works with alexa uh-huh that's what i did get
0: uh, Peter, real quick, I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, for the lady that was asking about the washer and dryers, uh, our members have said that speedqueen.com, that's S-P-E-E-D, queen as it sounds, Q-W-E-E-N.com. Those washers and dryers, and they do have stackables, are accessible. They have a lot of buttons. Um, this is what our members have said. So hopefully that helps you. Thank you. Sorry to interrupt. That's not a works with Alexa. That's a. Uh, is- yes, that's the problem. That's the uh, that's the, the only issue, yeah. though. So. Got it. All mm-hmm. right. Thank you. Sure, sure, sure. Thank you. There
4: you go. I see.
1: Um, this is Tony. Um, could you confer her as the A lady? Because um, every time you mention her name, she goes off in my house. You can mute her. You can mute her. You can mute her.
2: Yes.
6: Really? really? Oh. Okay. Yes.
0: There's a mute button on the Lady A devices.
6: Oh. Can you mute her by, by voice, or is that activated oh. by the button?
0: There should be a physical button on the unit, on the device, the Lady A device. Okay. You can, oh. you can only you can only mute with a button.
6: Oh. Okay.
0: Do you have the Echo Dot, real quick, or do you which uh, Lady A device do you have?
6: I have the. I call it the hockey book Okay, mod? you got the
0: there should be a mute button on there. I'm not too sure. I I have the newer uh, um dot if Peter you can tell them where the the mute button is maybe on the oh, I don't know which version to, they have. I have
2: to cheat <laughs> and 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 look. So, uh, I believe uh hang on a moment. Sorry about it that. It should be to
0: the left of the power button. There's like a little dot on the power button and you should go immediately to the left of that, but that's what I see here on my Echo dot. So, on the Echo
2: dot Uh, Third generation, so the the hockey puck version, um, there are four buttons in a a diamond shape. One of those buttons has a raised tactile mark on it. Uh, Let me see if I can discern. So you've got, if you go clockwise around or counterclockwise, doesn't matter, from the button with the raised dot. Clockwise around the first button is the volume down. The next button is mute. The next button is uh, volume up. Hey, Scott.
9: Good morning or afternoon. This is Scott Davert speaking. Peter, great presentation, by the way. I had two quick questions. One uh, I work with individuals, some of whom are completely deaf and completely blind, and I have a few situations where um, the person doesn't want to use a smartphone, you know, because now you can talk to a le- uh, the A lady <laughs> through your your smartphone, and it works with braille output. My first question is: uh, Is anything with Voice View going to support braille, or are that just are those just the Fire tablets? And then my second quick question is. Uh, working with another person using a smart thermostat, and their concern is that there are no physical buttons on the uh, device. You know, it's just a, it's a Honeywell that just has a touch interface. Are you aware of anything on the market that supports buttons for when Wi-Fi goes down? Thank you very much.
2: So um, today we only support uh, Braille on Voice View for Fire tablets. Um, we have a long-standing policy of not commenting on unannounced features, but uh, we definitely have heard the feature request to bring Braille support to Echo Show. Um, I'm not aware of any smart thermostats on the market today that have uh, physical buttons. I'm sorry. All right, Wesley, you can unmute.
10: Yes, it's like uh, I want to get like a one of those Amazon ring uh, people doorbell because I live in an apartment and it kind of just goes doing a holes in the wild side my door to mount any other type of a of a smart doorbell. And probably wanna get an Amazon smart up, but I already have a couple of iMacs and an Apple TV and an iPhone and tank and an iPad and I want to, you know, get like an echo show device. And I kinda of wonder is there any way to kind of Connect the Ring, Amazon Ring doorbell, Amazon Smart Oven devices into Apple HomeKit type devices, so I could view the uh, Ring doorbell on my TV screen with the Apple TV. You know, or use my Mac and iPhone to control the Amazon Smart Oven. That possible, or does just, this just have to, you know, only work with the Amazon devices, or I have to go get the Apple Home stuff because I don't think they have a people, a people doorbell.
2: Yeah, um, unfortunately, these are our two different ecosystems. Uh, we came out with, uh, I think, uh, Alexa is nearly seven years old now. Um, and uh, so we we were the first voice service on the market. And uh, we rapidly built an ecosystem of, of smart devices and Unfortunately, the the HomeKit API is a different set of APIs. Uh, and unfortunately, they do not work with each other. Um, the Ring doorbell, you can use on your uh, iPhone. There is an iPhone app for the Ring doorbell. But as far as uh, having the video go on your Apple TV or elsewhere, I, I don't believe that works unfortunately i'm sorry kevin um great
6: presentation peter um just had a quick question about um this thing that used to be called product project ship but now it's matter i'm curious if um
0: not sure if you're able to speak on how that may be similar or kind of um different than like certified for humans or how matter will
2: work with alexa i'm not familiar with either of those terms matter or project ship. Um, can you say a bit more about
0: what those are? My understanding of matter is it's intended to like, I guess a- Amazon, Google and Apple kind of um, worked on an IOT or a kind of a smart uh, home standard.
2: Yes. So this is, this also speaks to Wesley's question. Um, the three, the three companies have gotten together to try to, uh, rationalize this problem, um, there is a, there's an IoT uh, standardization and harmonization effort. Um, I don't believe any of that. I, I could be mistaken. I, I'm not deeply expert in every last bit of smart home, uh, but I don't believe any of that has uh, matured enough to reach customer products yet.
11: Okay. Uh actually one of my questions has already been answered it was about the uh, washing machines as I live in an apartment also and I understand that the the uh, poles can be uh made so if you can't see you can hear but another question is and this may seem like a dumb question but as I understand the smart ovens and that those things you have to actually completely replace you know buy a new oven and and put it in. You can't just do attach something to it to make it a smart oven. Now, am I correct?
2: Yeah, these. It's it's not possible to do the surgery to add a brain to an oven that's already in your wall. Uh, unfortunately, you just need to go to a new oven. Okay. Sorry about that.
11: But the the peepholes and in uh, the doorbells can be done without. Disturbing anything in the walls or anything.
2: I, I think other
11: than taking out the peephole and putting in a, a different one.
2: Yes, yes for the for the for the peephole. Yes, that's designed specifically to work uh, for customers in apartment buildings.
4: All right, Caroline. Hi, Peter. A couple of questions. Well, first of all, I am a huge user of the smart plugs. Um, Most of our lamps are on the smart plugs, and we've been using them for quite a while, including our uh, lamp for our our birds. Um, The problem that I've noticed with some of them is that they... um, The third-party interface, and I know, again, this comes back to the uh, thing with these um, certified for humans, um, but a lot of the ones that we are able to get up here in Canada are not um, the same that you guys can get in the States. And as a U.S. citizen living in Canada, it's frustrating for me because I can't get any of this stuff, even though I'm, you know. And then the other big question is why after, what, two or three years that the smart oven has been out, is it still not available to purchase up in Canada?
2: Yeah, I, um, I'm not part of the team that decides which devices become available in, in which countries. Um, I know that every country has its own certification process for uh, appliances uh, that you have to go through. A lot of what we were uh, doing with the smart oven and with the smart microwave, uh, we were actually making three products at the same time uh, or three, three features, releases at the same time. There was the, the physical smart oven or, or smart microwave. There was proving out the programming interfaces so that companies like GE and LG and, and others uh, could use those interfaces with Alexa in standard ways. So we would all have a common set of words that would work. And the third thing was actually a chipset, the brain of these smart devices that companies could buy from us to put into their products. So one of the things we were trying to do with these products is seed the entire appliance industry and kickstart an effort to have a bunch of options from a bunch of different companies we weren't looking to make every possible appliance uh, smart ourselves, but use this as a vehicle to get other companies to make smart uh, appliances by using our API, by, um, if they wanted to, they didn't have to, uh, use the chipset to accelerate that work. Uh, so that's, that was the, the purpose of those products. Uh, I'm sorry we don't have it available in Canada I, I don't have uh, an answer for you other than uh, I won't stop you at the border if you drive across with one <laughs>
4: <Okay>. <laughs> All right Myra
7: hi thank you I think you just got me to change my last question uh, my, my question One thing I want to say I found last fall uh, I found last fall a space heater That you can hang on a screw on the wall. It weighs maybe a pound and you can use it uh, with Alexa. And it really is fabulous. Even if you're not on your enclosed porch or your breezeway area, wherever it happens to be too cold, you just tell it to turn on and it does. So I know there are other people that are interested in that now that, at least with COVID, we were in more than we were out. Um, Anyway, the other question I have is do you know of any companies that have used your chip? to make an over the stove microwave for those of us who don't have the counter space?
2: Um, I don't. Um, there are so many different smart products and new ones come out every day. Um, I would look to GE because GE is one of the first and biggest adopters of Alexa and perhaps they make one. Uh, LG is another company, and uh, I had a third company name. Where was it? Uh, Just a moment. Um, Whirlpool. Uh, I would look uh, specifically to those three companies uh, because they're ones I know have have really embraced Alexa.
5: All right, Wesley. Yes,
2: hi. I have two quick questions. The first is um, in reference to the Microwave ovens. I'm trying to find one that I can actually install, not the countertop model. And does uh-huh. Amazon actually make one, or is there a third party one that's available on the Amazon site? Uh, and the, then my, go ahead. Um, so the the first question: the the Amazon Smart Oven is a microwave, an air fryer, an oven, and I always forget the fourth thing.
10: Mm-hmm. And
2: you can get a uh, in in wall installation kit or a trim kit for it. So that's a device that you can put into the wall. Okay, good. Second question is, I went away for a couple of weeks, about three weeks. I unplugged my Alexa Echo devices during that time, came back,
9: I needed to reconnect them. Is that uh, something that would typically happen, like they would lose their memory during that period of time, or is that maybe a fluke?
2: No, that's, that's not unexpected if you have them away from power for that long.
9: All right.
1: Nikki.
12: Hi. So I'm, I'm Nikki and I am hoping to move into my own apartment. The um, my question is about the smart oven that Amazon makes. Will I need to buy both the microwave and the oven or will the oven also replace the microwave?
2: The oven has all of the microwave's features. It's bigger. It has more power. You don't need both.
12: Okay, and you said that was counter to- on the countertop. Yes. Okay, so it would work in an apartment. The other question is, do you know if pe- if uh, people might be able to get apartment building the apartment building to allow them to install, say, a thermostat or whatever has to be re- um, replaced. As an, um, an accommodation for accessibility, as far as um, under the ADA, because I know, for example, um, I have a lot of physical limitations, and I'll probably be installing grab bars. And I know I've been told that I can't; they cannot stop me from doing that. So right. I just wondered if you knew of anybody who'd been successful in doing that.
2: I don't, but that's an excellent thing to uh, work with uh, your BITS leader and with uh, ACB public policy on, because it makes a lot of sense. Uh, Why should accessibility um, be limited to the physical uh, domain of of grab bars? There was a big effort uh, years and years ago Uh, that led to a law that apartment buildings can't prevent a customer from installing DISH or another satellite TV if they want to. Um, And that's an example of that kind of push in the electronic domain. So I think what you're suggesting makes sense, and I would invite you to take that up with ACB leadership.
12: Okay, we have about five minutes
7: left <laughs> okay Lino <laughs>
6: hey good afternoon good morning Peter wherever you are um, quick to uh, first of all quick comment about the fire TV uh, three words I love it and second part is uh, if somebody could uh, in the uh, space where the speech synthesis is concerned for voice view I have uh, I was suggesting this to my wife uh, you know in, in just private conversation uh, in the future if, if you can get a hold of somebody, who's responsible for that. Uh, is there a way they can repurpose the current iteration of the Alexa voice to use with voice view instead of that dull female sounding voice when you use voice view? Uh, because, you know, I'd love to, to have that feature. I mean, we can use Alexa as it is they hit the microphone, but if you want to navigate using voice view, make it a lot faster for it uh, to read, you know, you could, of course, you could speed her up and she still sounds kind of blocked, but that'd be a great thing to have not only for the Amazon, seeing the TVs, the fire sticks, et cetera, but also, you know, your tablets that you sell. And mm-hmm. finally, uh, as far as the smart light bulbs, I'm concerned. Um, my wife and I are both blind. I'm total. So, you know, I have to think, okay, uh, you know, we have these old-style, old-school physical switches, and I'm thinking, well, if I see it, it's on, it's up, it's on. So those light switches, old-school light switches, have to be in that set position at all times if you were to install any of these smart bulbs, in any of the rooms in your house? And I'll, I'll, I'll mute, thank you. Uh, it
2: depends. Um, so let me, let, me, let me take your, uh, I'll take that question first and then I'll, I'll get to the voice. So um, if it's a physical switch that physically disconnects electricity to the light bulb, then yes, electricity must always be flowing to the light bulb for you to be able to control it by voice. I believe Philips, who is one of the biggest manufacturers of smart bulbs with the Philips Hue, there are light switches that um, actually tell the light electrically uh, uh, um, via network connection to turn on and off. They don't actually change the flow of electricity themselves. Those switches, however don't mechanically change position. So if your goal is to tell by touch, I'm not aware of a tell by touch only option that also allows you to control it by voice because that would require a motor in the switch to move the switch's position. And I'm not aware of any company that's put a motor there. Um, for the Alexa voice um, uh, feature request taken, uh, there's a small challenge. One of the reasons why voice view on tablet and voice view on TV is pretty responsive is because the text to speech is running on the device itself. Uh, when you ask Alexa to do something, you may notice that there's a brief pause before she starts answering. And part of that pause is we've got to go out to the network, we've got to generate the speech, we've got to stream the speech back over the internet to your device. The speech isn't local to the device. That text-to-speech engine is over a gigabyte of RAM, and we don't have that much RAM to spare on Fire TV uh, to fit, particularly Fire Stick to fit that large of, of a high-quality voice. Um, but your request is is taken, and uh, I will carry that back to the Voice View team. Thanks.
1: OK,
3: um, very quickly, Evan.
6: Uh, yeah, hi. This was a piggyback perhaps on the previous question, but um, can you recommend or talk about any um, options for physical button controls that might uh, trigger, say, um, a routine or just, you know, be able to, um, you know, rather than speaking out loud, but uh, uh, a command, but be able to issue the command via a physical yeah. button?
2: Yeah, um, I'm, I'm really sorry to, to give you this answer. We used to have a product that would work that way. Um, and we've discontinued the product, Echo Buttons. You might still be able to find uh, some of these used or refurbished. Uh, Let me go to our website and see if we're still selling any of these Echo Buttons. Um, Echo Buttons were designed with the gaming community in mind. Uh, They were Bluetooth uh, devices. Um, Still might be available from a third party from learning resources. uh, That might work. Um, but basically they were they were Bluetooth connected buttons and you could pair it to a routine.
0: Not seeing it here, real briefly.
2: Yeah, I (laughs) know. It looks like we discontinued that product. I'm really I'm really bummed because I thought that was a great accessibility. We got
0: two minutes, so sorry.
2: Um there is the uh tap interface on uh echo show devices, these are a bunch of, of icons like you'd have icons on your iPhone or Android phone that you can tie to routines, but it's not a physical button.
1: Okay. Well, I want to thank Peter for telling us about these smart plugs and smart locks. I'm especially interested in the smart lock.
2: Um, I just found a potential answer for, um, for Evan. There, there's a product called Answer Buzzers where you can program an utterance
10: when you press the button, and that utterance might be something that could trigger Alexa.